It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Hour number two, tremendous football Thursday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. Simulcast for the next two hours by our friends at Stadium. And if you're watching on Stadium right now, hope that we've become part of your daily routine. And we're looking forward to bringing you some badass wagertainment here over the course of the next two hours, getting you set to bet and win this weekend and tonight, National Football League and college football. Joey Kanish is still to come, pro sports better from the Hammer. will join us next hour talking college football and the NFL. Rod Gilmore, ESPN college football analyst, joins us one hour from now to kick off hour number three. Our friend Connor Allen stops by in uh, in 20 minutes. Looking forward to Connor Allen joining the show, giving us his favorite prop bets for Week 11 in the NFL. Evan Silva coming up a little later in the program. But joining us right now to kick off the fun and frivolity here on our stadium simulcast for the next two hours is our good friend Adam Chernoff, who is on Twitter, at Adam Chernoff. Adam's NFL betting podcast is a must-listen, uh, The Simple Handicap. You can find it wherever you find your podcast, a daily NFL betting podcast. He also does great work for our friends at Right Angle Sports. And you, dear listener and dear viewer, can download the Right Angle Sports app. It's free, featuring insight and commentary from professional bettors on everything happening in the NFL. Adam supports us, has been coming on with us for years. Support him. Check it out, the Simple Handicap and the Right Angle Sports app. Uh, Find it wherever you find your apps. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Week 11 in the NFL to you and yours. Happy week 11 to you guys as well. It's been a battle this week health-wise, but we're here and we're ready for some football tonight. So hopefully better results this week than last. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and happy, Adam, that we have a game tonight like worthy of a standalone primetime slot. We haven't had a lot of those Finally. this year. Even the ones that were just even the ones that were just okay. It's like Jets, Chargers. Like I gotta watch Zach Wilson in a primetime. Like how many times is the Giants gonna be in, <laughs> in standalone spots? We get we get Bengals, Ravens, which is which is great and which has like huge playoff implications, MVP implications, division implications. Also, it's just a really fun game with teams we want to watch play football. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the market for this game: Ravens three and a half total 46 and a half we were talking off the air you said yeah some prop thoughts maybe even side total thoughts some things that you like in this game we haven't really talked about this game yet on the show it's awesome we can't wait for it so kind of lay out all your bets for us here all right let's start with the rabbit hole i was talking about going down about an hour ago and then we can get into the keaton mitchell stuff and maybe uh some other looks as well but let's start with mark andrews over four and a half receptions at minus 120. Here is the reasoning for this. So obviously Sam Hubbard is going to miss this game. And despite what is being read about uh, Trey Hendrickson, he's probably not 100%. Against the Bills a couple weeks ago in primetime, the Bengals introduced a double quarterback spy. And that involved Trey Hendrickson as well as a rotating cast of linebackers. And it kind of got me thinking going back in these bigger games. We talk about Lou Anarumo so often and how great he is adjusting game for game. And I went all the way back two full seasons and I was reading some like post-game reports and press conferences. And we heard Patrick Mahomes talk about how the Bengals were using Hubbard and others as a spy against him in the playoff game. We obviously heard from Lamar Jackson a couple times about how the Bengals were defending him with different uh, linebackers as well as Sam Hubbard. And so it got me thinking now and sort of looking into it, and, and it's, it's sort of playing out like a game that happened a couple years ago uh, where the Ravens won 1917, but Andrews went off for 10 catches because they used uh, linebacker Davis Gaither as a spy against Lamar Andrews in the pocket because Hubbard was not 100% either in that game. We don't have him tonight, and if Hendrickson's not 100%, they're very likely going to be forced to use linebackers as a spy. 
And that's probably going to allow the Ravens to throw behind that spot where the spy is, which kind of caters itself to a bigger game from Andrews. And he's at four and a half receptions. We're getting kind of like convoluted and into the weeds here. But I really think this is what Anarumo is going to do because the kind of concluding piece to this, he was on the Chris Long podcast to uh, like last week, midweek. And he talked about how he needs to have one guy when defending Lamar Jackson. And he kind of stopped himself and he's like, well, we need the whole team to do it. But you kind of read between the lines there and you're like, he has to go to this one spot. And this is the guy that stands out. So I think the Bengals employ some linebackers as the spy tonight. In the absence of some D-line guys they usually use, that opens up Andrews uh, behind the spire for some easier catches. Uh, Kincaid, by the way, 10 catches for 81 yards when they tried this against Buffalo a couple weeks ago. I think Andrews has a big game tonight. That's a long-winded response, but there we go. That was good stuff. Mark Andrews, 56.5 is the receiving yards prop coming up for tonight. Receptions prop at BetMGM. It's 4.5 for Mark Andrews, but it's juiced way over to uh, to Adam's point. Churn, let's, um, we'll move on past Thursday night in a second, but would love to get your thoughts. Just like if you give it to us in like 30 seconds, please, that would be great. So we want to hit a bunch of other games coming up, including Monday night with the Chiefs and the Eagles. Any thoughts you have tonight on Keaton Mitchell, Baltimore's like undrafted rookie running back, who like obviously has been like a sensation. John Harbaugh saying on Monday wants to get him more work, probably at the expense of Justice Hill, and then like any bets on side in total for Thursday Night Football, Ravens and Bengals, and then we'll move on to Sunday. Sure. So this is not a case for Mitchell under. He's amazing. He's explosive. He's incredibly quick and talented. He's a brilliant running back. Uh, what I will say is we're really into sort of the stage and era where we all love these coach quotes and we're looking into it. What I would just caution with is when a head coach is asked about a specific player, in 15 years of doing this, I've never heard the head coach not say something positive about getting that player involved in upcoming games. And that quote you're referencing from Harbaugh was directly asked why Mitchell was not a bigger part of the game plan. It's like, what is Harbaugh going to say? Ah, he, we, we didn't want to get him out there. We didn't want to give him time. Well, of course not. He's not going to say that. Now, again, it's, it's a competition with four other runners, so that makes me a little bit worried. But, I mean, Mitchell could break off a big run at any point. I'm not going under on that. But with that quote that he was saying, it's like, what else is he going to say in that spot when he's asked that question? Adam, I want to ask you about obviously a bunch of games coming up on Sunday and some of your favorite bets. But like, just so we don't like we don't get to the end of the interview and we didn't save time for it, we have thirty seconds, whatever. Just want to like any thoughts you have on Eagles Chiefs on Monday night. Obviously, we won't talk to you until that game happens. It's like maybe the game of the year. The Chiefs are a two and a half point home favorite. The total in the game has been bet down to I got bet down even more forty five in a couple places, forty five and a half now. Um, any even if you don't have any bets on the game, just like I think everyone's really, really, really interested in this one. Want to give you a chance to talk about it. I've butchered explaining this stat about six other times this week on different shows, so I'll go number seven here. Uh, opponents that play the Eagles see their pass rate spike above expectation higher than any other team in the league. And basically what it means is the Eagles, you can't run on them, and everybody is trying to throw on them a lot, especially with short and intermediate passes. I think that really lends itself to a really big Mahomes game, and I think it lends itself to a really big game from Kelsey as well. That's just kind of what you do against this Eagles defense. Uh, with that said, we've been looking to get involved with the Chiefs basically all week. Uh, just hasn't happened. The price has been a battle back and forth. Uh, but I do think that this is a spot that's conducive to a big Mahomes and Kelsey game just based on how the Eagles defense plays. So keep that in mind for props when they're more widely available tomorrow and Saturday. 
You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday. Talking week 11 in the NFL with our friend Adam Chernoff of Right Angle Sports, the Simple Handicap Podcast. He's on Twitter at his name, Adam Chernoff. Uh, so, Chern, we hit Thursday night, we hit Monday night. What is your favorite play on Sunday? Could be a side, could be a total. Uh, going with Browns, we'll call it minus one right now, I think is a fair number. Uh, to me, that number has just been adjusted way too far. It was, in my opinion, a bit of a middling number. There was some expectation that Watson was hurt coming out of that game when it opened at four. I think if Watson was in, that was probably going to be like five, five and a half. Um, we now see him out. and I mean, this is all the way down to minus one. We've seen Watson miss a couple games earlier this season when there was no expectation of a backup needing to start. We had some like surprised Watson ruling out and against like great opponents like Baltimore, that game moved from Cleveland minus two to Baltimore plus one. And so like, I get the DTR from the preseason hype coming into that first start unannounced with no time to prep. He looked terrible. And we often see these preseason stars look really bad and are very overrated in their first start. But to me, the market's now saying like, okay, that's very true. It is a drop-off. But we're now into just a massive drop-off territory here from Watson, who wasn't performing great to begin with. So to me, the Browns' defense, the best unit on the field, matched up against the Steelers' offense. I just don't see a path for Pittsburgh to score much. I'll take the Browns at home here, minus one. Adam, I know you referenced earlier you were big on you know coach quotes. We're all kind of reading what all the play the coaches are saying about what players they want to use the most. We can kind of apply that. Well, we have two teams this week that are will have someone different calling the plays than had calling the plays the previous week. I'm curious if those changes like make you want to do anything. So the Panthers are kind of the least the least sexy of the two. Frank Reich's going to call the plays again for them. They're a huge dog to the Cowboys. Ten and a half. Maybe it doesn't matter who calls the plays. Like it's Bill Walsh on the sideline. They're going to lose 100 to nothing. Maybe that's the case. And then the Bills obviously fire Ken Dorsey and Joe. Brady is going to be the offensive coordinator. So two offensive coordinator play caller kind of switches this week in the Cowboys game against the Panthers and then the Bills Jets game. Does that does that make you want to bet anything? Do you think we see any changes there? I'm at wit's end with the Panthers play calling stuff. This is just annoying and frustrating at this point. Luckily, they've been two and one against the spread with Brown. So it wasn't all a disaster for the strong angle that I had there. Now, now I don't know what to expect. I don't know what can be different. Nobody can get open. The quarterback is struggling. and Nobody can protect on the offensive line. What I would say in this game is the Cowboys obviously have the very short week with the early Thanksgiving game on Thursday afternoon. They're laying 10.5 points. Carolina at least gets help back. Horn and Henderson in the secondary, their two best defenders are likely to play. You're also seeing Brian Burns likely to come back from concussion. And they get their best pass and run blocking tight end and Thomas likely to return as well. So if there's a positive injury report for Carolina, we're probably going to see this number come in a little bit just because Dallas has had the tendency to pull off late in these games by resting their starters. And with the short week on deck, even if Dallas has a big lead, we might see them ease up a little bit within the second half. Uh, In terms of Buffalo, I I don't know if we're going to see anything different with Joe Brady. In fact, with the internal promotion, I actually think that McDermott, who's the big issue with this team, may still continue to sort of throttle this offense back and not run how Josh Allen and others want it to run. And so I don't look at this firing of Ken Dorsey as like, okay, this fixes everything. Now we have this motivational spot with the Bills. I don't think it's that at all. I think it's now just McDermott really trying to control things in a season that's going awry in a hurry. And so 
that's uh, it's it's a tricky one to to get involved with there. But boy, uh, the Bills sure have some offensive issues that Joe Brady just isn't going to fix uh, coming in this week. Uh, hearing Churns breakdown of the Cowboys and Panthers. I'm excited to once again bet Rico Dowdle, last touchdown scorer of the game. Get Tony Pollard ass out of there. Let's get Rico in. It's good. They hit him with the Rico at the end of the game. Uh, Churn, just like another open-ended one for you, my friend. Uh, what else stands out to you on Sunday? It could be a side, could be a total. Any game coming up week 11 in the National Football League. Let's talk about Titans-Jags over at 40. Um Titans the last three weeks have played three dead under teams with really good run defenses and quarterbacks that were not going to test that weak Titans secondary. The Jags on the other side have played the Niners, another two defenses before they played the Steelers in the rain before their bye. Uh, it, it's been a brutal schedule of under teams for the Jags in the last three weeks as well. And so now you have a Jags offense that is most efficient when they're throwing the football against the pass funnel Titans defense. And on the other side, you have a Titans offense that wants to run the football that finally isn't facing a top five run defense for the first time since Will Levis has taken over a starter. I think this total is kind of suppressed because of how these two teams have played uh, opponents over the last three weeks, but that's really been opponent driven. And now I think this matchup sets up for points. And so I'll go over 40 in this game. Adam, we do a, a lot of awards on Thursday, and I've I've kind of gone on gone out on a limb this week because I I've said that I I think Dak Prescott is more likely to win MVP than than the betting market does. That I think this is actually like a thing that can happen. Am I am I insane? Like am I like I'm pretty bullish on the Cowboys coming up here for the next month? Am I crazy here in like thirty seconds? I don't think so. Yes. Uh, I wonder if he's okay. going to get the biggest push from voters. Like it's always that attributed to the quarterback and the improvement in the team and, and coming out red. So I think they're going to have to jump over the Eagles if that's going to be the case and win the division. That would be the one thing that gives me a little sure. bit of hesitance. But I will say to your point, they are throwing the football a ton. And like this is what everybody has wanted from them for like the last couple of seasons. And it's finally coming to fruition and we're seeing how good it looks. Uh, but I, I do think that the Cowboys need to jump the Eagles. I don't know how likely that is. It's, 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 it's fair. I'm just fair. I'm saying that fair worries enough. me a to be little. Fair, bit. They're like, they're like three to one to win the division. They're like three to one to win the division. He's like forty to one to win MVP. So like, I mean, why, why not the right. division? Yes. I guess if that's what you're looking for. Uh, Churn, you gonna uh, you gonna pop on with us next Tuesday or Wednesday with uh, Ken and I off next Thursday? Absolutely. I'm surprised you guys aren't doing the full Thanksgiving stream covering everything all Thursday. Don't even are you? Guys, are you don't also, even say it. Are you? Don't oh, you know what, it. Ken? I'll actually, I'll actually step in here. There is literally nothing that they could do to make us work on Thanksgiving. So don't even worry about it. Never <laughs> happening. Not happening. Just never. Not. Ha <laughs> I. I quit. If that's going to be the case. Uh, no, I don't. I enjoy my job. Churn on Twitter at Adam Churnoff. Simple Handicap Podcast. Download the Right Angle Sports app. Insight and commentary from pro betters and everything happening in the NFL. My friend, good luck with the bets this weekend. Stay well. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the week. See you guys next Tuesday. Connor Allen next. You better you bet. Nick and Ken.